0: Hi, I'm Denise Jubry and today I'm going to talk to you about waiting on God. What does that look like to wait on God? What do we, what should we do as believers as we're waiting on God? During the wait I have found it's some of the most challenging times in a believer's life. So I put together some material, I hope it blesses you. One of the things that we have to do when we're waiting on God is to pray. Sometimes things happen to us that allows us to stretch our faith Enlist others to pray with you, alongside you. Share your burdens, lessens your burdens. Others grow spiritually as well when we share our burdens with each other. When we wait on God, we find comfort in other people who check up on you and see how you're doing and intercede for you. I have found that when you're waiting on God, depending on the situation, sometimes you need other people to come alongside of you and hold your hand through whatever it is that you're going through. 1 Peter 5, 7 states that we are to cast our anxiety on Him. Why? Because we are to cast our cares upon Him because God wants us to put our faith in Him and not into ourselves. God is a concerned Father, and He's concerned about whatever we are concerned about. So remember to cast your cares upon the Lord, for He cares for us. Another thing that I do when I'm waiting on God is I journal. I have found that journaling helps release the different emotions that I may be experiencing through the different tests and trials that I'm going through. I make a list of what God has done in my life because sometimes my faith will try to waver through the spiritual warfare that we encounter. So I list the things that God has done and it really helps me tremendously so that when I'm going through another test I can go back and I can see, oh yeah, God saw me through this, He saw me through this, He saw me through this. I thought He was gonna answer my prayers this way but this is how He ended up coming through for me. So I have found journaling to be a very powerful tool when you're going through different tests and trials in your lives. When David fought Goliath, even he reflected on what God had done in the past in his his life. List things that God has done in your life, you'll be amazed at how many you'll come up with in such a small period of time. Hebrews 13:8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, just meditating on the Word of God will help you trust in His unfolding love that He has shown to believers in the past. We can trust that God is the one that helped us yesterday and He's going to be the one that helps us today. Meditating on the Word of God, Romans 8.28 says, we can have the confidence as we are waiting, knowing that God will work our outcomes together for our good. We have a caring and loving God who started a work in us, who is going to finish the work that He started in us. We have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal savior. We are part of the family now. God is gonna complete the work that he's begun with us. It's not gonna be the journey that we thought we planned, but God is a good God. He has a best interest for us. Expect good things to happen as we're waiting for God. I know sometimes thinking gets scary and the water levels can rise in our circumstances, but we have to trust God even when our circumstances look really desperate. When things look scary, when things seem out of control, when things seem unpredictable, when we're waiting on God that's where we dig into our relationship with God. We dig into the Word of God. We dig into that fellowship with God. We dig into praise and worship with God because it helps relieve those burdens that we're experiencing while we're waiting on God. Be eager in your faith. Sometimes we find ourselves in a horrible mess. That horrible mess can come from something that you caused on yourself or that somebody else caused upon you. But no matter what your situation, be eager in faith and know that God is pleased when we trust him. He's pleased when we stand in faith. And God is a rewarder of those who, who believe in him, who have hope in him. Speaking of hope, I've written a book. It's called... Hope, Expecting God's Best. It's by me, Denise Jupery. It's available on Amazon. It's an easy read. You can get it um, for a very affordable price. It gives you hope in difficult situations. And I deal with waiting on God and trusting on God in difficult circumstances. Be careful as we're waiting on God not to push God aside and jump ahead of him because you're not hearing from God. You just jump ahead and make rash decisions, things that you don't have confirmation from God that you should do. Mark 8.36 says, For what shall a profit a man if we should gain the whole world and lose our own soul? God wants us to learn how to follow him and put down our demanding selves, not take the lead to calm that screaming child within us and say, God, I trust in you. One way he helps us to do this is to say, wait. This can be miserable. It can be uncomfortable. Sometimes this is a painful state when we're waiting on God. The silence can be one of the most powerful times that we have with God because it makes us get on our knees and blindly trust God, trust God without seeing anything moving on our behalf. But this is when God stretches us in our faith. He stretches us and he brings us into a closer intimacy with him. Some of the greatest figures in the Bible, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David, all had to wait many years for God's promises. Everything that happened in the meantime was used to prepare them inwardly as well as outwardly. Then when they reached their promise, they were blessed beyond measure. God is doing a great work within us when he has us wait. We must trust in the waiting time. God invites us to trust in his goodness today and his faithfulness tomorrow. Relinquishing control to him is the main route to experience his love and peace. It unites our hearts with his. He creates a level of maturity and character that will take us into our future, and enables us to enjoy His future blessings all the more. Wait with expectancy, but prepared for unexpected answer. <laughs> Psalm five three says, "My voice shall thou hear in the morning, or Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto Thee, and I will look up." Every time I try to predict how God will answer my prayer, it never happens that way. It's just the way God is. How he's going to answer my prayer, it always looks different, but it's okay because I know God loves me and he has the best interest for me. While God has been faithful to answer all my prayers, it's offered been in different ways than I would ever had anticipated. God knows that the only way to do what he and I both desire will at times involve varying disagrees of discomfort in my life. Do I like the discomfort? No. Is it fun? No. But do I love God and I trust God? Yes. Do I know that God loves me? Yes. Has God ever let me down? No. We serve a good God. He's faithful. And so in my waiting, God makes me wait longer than I'd ever want to wait. But it's okay, because I know He's maturing me and He's developing my character so that I could be more Christ-like. Because at the end of the day, that's my goal, is to be more Christ-like. And I'm also growing in humility. It's no fun. Humility has to be elevated. I grow in compassion when I'm waiting on God. I'm learning to love like Jesus loved. It causes me to say no to myself and my self-ambitions. Waiting, whether in a long line at the grocery store, whether it's praying and interceding for my children to grow and have more of an intimate relationship with God, I'm always waiting. I'm always anticipating good praise report. I'm expecting and anticipating a good testimony so that I can share with others, so that I can equip others, so that my trial and test can be a testimony to be a blessing to other people. So waiting on Lord brings about a lot of emotions. It brings out a lot of character development that we as Christians need to be strong and have a healthy relationship with God. Proverbs 3, five through six says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, be not unto your own understandings, and all your ways, trusting him, and he will direct our paths. So I am thankful for the seasons that I have to wait on God. I've learned that when I come out of one season and trusting in God and waiting on God, I enter into the next season and trusting and waiting on God. They never seem to end. There's always some prayer request that I have before God. If it's for me, it's for a family member, it's for a friend. But I'm always waiting on God. I'm always having to put my trust, faith, and hope into my Lord and Savior. So resist fretting, refrain from anger, be still and choose patience. It sometimes gets, um, sometimes it gets challenging not getting angry at your current situation and demanding God to move now and wondering why God is taking so long. But that's what faith is, that's what our hope is, that's what waiting is all about. It's waiting, put our hope and faith and trust in God. It's easy to say we trust in God But our response to his delays brings about frustration and difficult um, difficult situation exposes our maturity. So you can test how you're mature in your relationship with God by your demeanor, your attitude. Are you moody? Are you grumpy? What's going on inside of you as you're waiting for God? Do self-evaluation. What are you thinking about? What thoughts are bombarding you as you're waiting on God? Evaluate. Um, where you're at from day to day. One day you may be high, praising God, worshiping God and having a lot of faith. The next day you may be down in the dumps. Evaluate what happened between one day and the next day. See where you're at and see what you can do to be strong in faith, strong in hope, strong in praising and worship your Lord and Savior. See this as an opportunity for God to reveal His greatness, His goodness to you. Refrain from focusing on your problems. When we're going through the waiting situation, focus on what God has done in your life, what God is doing in your life, all the blessings that you have today. But it's the simple things in life that we can thank God for. We should thank God for that we're able to to drive our car, that we're able to to have gas in our car, that we have employment, that our kids are healthy, that our kids are with us, that we have parents, that we have a support group, that we have friends and family. Focus on those things that we do have and don't focus on the things that we don't have. Refrain from focusing on your problems. It brings about depression. So, know that God is at work and through us, He's bringing about His glory. God's glory will be revealed on this. Let this opportunity be a test to be your testimony. Journal the details so you can bless others. And remember these words by 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, We walk by faith and not by sight.